I am not in the best shape. I can oh. already tell my tongue is swollen, which is what oh. which is what happens when I eat things I'm not supposed to eat, which is what I did mm-hmm. for a whole weekend before recording this. So I'm already like slow and having to mm-hmm. be uh, I have to carefully form anything that uses an L so as not to chew on the fat sides of my tongue as they go in between my teeth. <clears throat> anyway, what are we going to talk about first? Because I watched the first two on like Wednesday and then I watched the rest last night right before going to bed. So, um, honestly, so I watched nomad last night and, uh, that one has, I, I mean, it might just be the, the freshness of last night, but I think I have the most to say about Nomad. All right. So, we'll start off yeah. with Nomad then. And boy, so am I, boy, am I big worried. Nomad. Oh? I mean, the, the, the ending of that episode made me ridiculously oh. scared. I was like, oh, I God, please saying- don't do this. Like, I really I don't want this to be this story, but it just might be. Yeah. Are are you worried about it? Like from a like, this is going to be a bad story or are no, you no, no, just like, I'm worried. I, this, this is a sad story. This is a very, very sad story. And I don't <laughs> want this to happen. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, f- of, of course, we recommend people have watched the things we're watching. Uh, before right. listening to the podcast, because we're just going to be talking full spoilers the whole time. But yes, Nomad episode three, the way it ends is. Oh, God. Also, what what is going on with that kid? Like, was there um, something that happened after the second episode that made him get super resentful? Because he well, he's like just he, he went from, you know, being a punk to now like being part of the mafia yeah he's well he got sucked into it with those kids um like they went and they introduced him to their like handler i guess if you remember that part i don't remember Um, it at all i must have just totally forgotten oh okay so like i've i definitely picked up on it like the um you know, they were this whole time. They're like, oh, well, he's different. You know, he's uh, he's not like the other immigrants. You know, he does things for us. And um, and so it's like he's I vaguely remember something like that. that. Yeah, he's definitely getting sucked into that. Um, you know, oh, I want to belong, but not to the people that like I should be belonging with. Oh, and I want to belong, and just so, not to my family. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I got uh, it. I, I that part seems like it's a little undercooked right now. Okay, I'm sure they'll get into I, it, but I I didn't feel that way. I think that maybe it's because that that uh, that scene where he's introduced to the mafioso guy is like like forefront of my mind because I, I guess I just remembered it better. <clears throat> yeah, so. I, I I'm having trouble remembering the scene at all. I guess it just didn't seem like it was. Very important at the time. Seemed like there was like more mm-hmm. pressing things going on in that episode. So, 
Yeah. I don't know. I totally forgot about it. And I was like, well, he's got a haircut and he's acting very angry about something. So that must have something must have happened. I don't know, which we still don't know exactly why he's the way he is. Right. I'm sure it goes beyond mom won't let me steal motorcycles. <laughs> but <clears throat> so what was your, what was your pop off for this episode? Mm, I think it was probably just either of the two fights, which were really good. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, it's like, dude, chief can freaking hit like this yeah. is, this is a very different, uh, style than what Joe was using. Yeah. Like he's a lot heftier and hit that, that right hook in the first fight. That Ooh. was probably my pop off. I, I actually rewound it <laughs> to see it again, <laughs> like in the moment action replay. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I also loved the, the, uh, the, um, what did you say? I guess the trick that they had in mm-hmm. the second fight yeah. where it was like, he's good at fainting cause he was good at fixed fights. So they're going to have him like really act like he took damage from a previous blow and make the guy like, you know, smell blood in the water and then make a mistake. That was sweet. And, you know, once again, further establishing that chief hits like a truck. I'm not used. I'm not used to that being the main character of the boxing movie. It's never, you know, the the big bruiser. That's the main character or well, main character, but protagonist. It's never the one that you're rooting for. That's always, you know, the big, the big, bad, evil. You know, this is I, I'm going to destroy America with these fists like from Rocky Ford. Yeah, like what or what was that? That cowboy guy in uh, Megalobox one. Um, the the heavyweight champ guy. Oh, yeah. The American name. Yeah. I don't remember. It was like. <clears throat> I think his nickname had something to do with like a, a dog or something, but yeah. 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 I remember him. He was basically like, like the chief archetype where it's just, he punched really hard and that's why he's a boxer. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind yeah. of fun. It's kind of nice to have the guy that, you know, can obliterate someone in one punch, you know, the, the big right hook. That's cool to have mm-hmm. that guy on your side for once. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to remember the rest of the episode because everything is just revolving around the way it ends. And I'm just kind of like in purgatory right now where it's like, I really, really don't know what's going to happen next. So I don't know what to say about where I feel it is right now. But, um, Mm, okay. Interesting scenes with, uh, like the flashbacks with Joe Mm -hmm. where like he's in there sweating out the withdrawal and stuff and yeah. starting to hallucinate Nanbu. And it's so funny when he's hallucinating Nanbu, Nanbu has his eye still. Yeah. Well, and also, and like, but there was, there was one time where he uh, hallucinated him where he didn't have both of his eyes. And I'm trying to remember what he was saying. In it, that was, it was when he asked him, or it was when he was like, I killed you, didn't I? And he's like, yep, you sure did. That was when he he uh, didn't have both eyes. Mm, okay. Uh, in the actual flashback, so it looks like Nanbu was already sick. 
right before he did whatever he did which we still don't know but <clears throat> yeah uh we get kind of background on Sachio what what's going on mm-hmm. with him which i mean this is 5 years later so if we see Sachio again he's he's going to be way bigger yeah he's not going to look like that yeah uh yeah you don't really you aren't given too much to go off of with the flashbacks still, but you get the scene where he's like, he's uh, uh, hallucinating or, or visualizing Nanbu again and asks him mm-hmm. if he'll fight with him one more time. And then he disappears. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of the scene where we're not going to have those anymore. Like Nanbu's not yeah. no longer going to appear to Joe. It's like he's kind of he's kind of pushed past that devil on his shoulder. Yeah, and then he also has the scene where he shaves and you really see how much older uh Joe looks now <laughs> because in the flashbacks right. they're showing him, you know, clean shaven like like we knew him. But now he's clean shaven and he still looks older. <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, he really did look like a young buck back then. <laughs> yeah, now now his his face is very set as they say. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But uh, anyway, all of that was like, I, I, that was cool. I was enjoying that. And I was like, okay, I like where this is going right now. But then at the very end, mm-hmm. when Chief runs into the burning building, it's like, oh, no. I don't know where this is going at all. And, it, and it's you get that moment where it breaks from everything you see in the intro, where it's like, okay, well, mm-hmm. now Joe doesn't look the way he does in his intro. Which tells me maybe I've seen everything the intro is going to show me. So I don't know if Chief's going to die or not. Like, I don't know if this is actually going to be about Joe again. Because they only show Joe fighting uh, Chief in the intro. Like, they only took clips from that fight. And I was thinking before, well, it's because it's a bait and switch. And that, you know, at the end of episode two, it's like, oh, it's actually going to be about Chief doing the fights and Joe's going to be his second. But now I don't freaking know. Now I don't know if it's going to like land on Joe where he's going to be the one fighting for the village. And I'm, I really don't want it to happen, even though I'm sure it'll be a good story. I don't want it to happen because I don't want, I don't want chief to die. Right. There's, there's too there's too much investment in chief. Yeah. It's like, I already like this character too much. Uh, also, yeah. Getting his backstory on everything about like mm-hmm. his wife died and then his son died on the boat to that place, or it's just like the uh, parallel story that he has with Joe and how, right. uh, like when Nanbu's talking, well, when he's hallucinating Nanbu and Nanbu's like, "Do you think you can change like him?" and it's like, "Oh, he's thinking about it now." <laughs> he's like, "Oh, mm-hmm. well, I mean." He went through this, so wait, I'm, I might not be, you know, I might not be living the worst life anyone's ever lived. <laughs> maybe maybe I can bounce back from this. Who knows? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Do you also see I, who was there uh, at, at Nanbu's death? Oh, yeah, it was the uh, the army guy. Yeah, yeah, the the veteran with, like, the, uh, the bum leg. I was like, hey, there he mm-hmm. is. I miss him. Wonderful yeah. to see him again. I'd love to actually like Gosh. start seeing people from the past before. Just, you know, see where yeah. they all ended up. Yeah, even if it's just like just to catch up with them. Just just for like a moment. I would love to see them. 
even if it's just like a cameo, like they just kind of pop in, mm-hmm. which I guess that's what that was. But, you know, it's it's a flashback. I kind of want to see where people are now. But he had already right. retired at that point because, <clears throat> I mean, he had retired yeah. in in the season of Megalobox one. But yeah, uh, yeah. And they kind of they kind of did that thing that we were talking about last episode uh, and they they kind of pointed to it directly when they were talking about, um, you know, having a home to come to come back to mm-hmm. and talking about like the wandering spirits and kind of referring to Joe as the wandering nomad spirit. Yeah. So, well, yeah, <clears throat> I I. I like I said, I'm enjoying the story, and no mm-hmm. matter where it goes, I have confidence it's going to be great. Because man, the execution of this so far has just been fantastic. Like yep. I loved, I loved the music and like the way it was shot. When he, you know that that mm-hmm. part where he's holding out his hand and then it goes to his viewpoint and it's gone and he's just looking at his hand. Like, yeah. gosh, this, this yeah, shot's that so was good. A really, really solid moment. <laughs> Uh, did you, did you have a, uh, did you have a battle cry? So I did. And I think this was the only show we watched that I actually got one from. Okay. Just because not much as far as the scripts was really jumping out at me, but yeah, before they're, before they're going into the, um, I can't remember if it was the first or the second fight. I, it was the first because mine is it's the, same. the same one. <laughs> where it's like not a soul thinks I'm going to win. Yes. Who could ask for better odds to bet for? Yep. And then, that was my pop off and my battle cry. Yeah, And Joe's reaction being, yeah, <laughs> and it was like, oh, they're both. We got two they're great both the underdog. Yeah. And, and it's like we've got two great main characters. And it's like that's after Joe's like. Now he's committed to this. Like, this is what he's going to do. He's finally, Mm -hmm. he's kind of back in the saddle, which I don't want him to have to literally be back in the saddle. Please show writers. I didn't, I didn't want you to just get rid of the other. But yeah, he kind of feels like at this point, man, if that happens, that's, that's going to be, I guess it isn't just, I don't want sad thing to happen because it's sad. It's another part where it's like, I don't want this to happen because it's now more, more work has to happen where it kind of felt like the story was just about to get going finally. Mm-hmm. So I guess part of me is kind of like, oh, I don't want to have to go through this. I don't want to have to slog yeah, through yet I another think, big problem. I think if they're going to do it, I really would hope that he doesn't die, that he's just like hurt and he can't do the fight for the money. Yeah. And, and like, maybe- I would hope that. <laughs> Yeah, or I would hope maybe he, it's just a temporary setback, and Joe might have to. I don't know. I, I I don't know. I don't know what I want to happen. Just that part at the end, it just puts so much uncertainty in everything. Right after it was yeah. like, yeah, we're finally getting going. Like, oh my gosh, I I felt I felt so much like relief and excitement that we were finally getting to like legit megalobox fights that he was in for this episode i was like yes finally i remember this this is exciting and then we get mm-hmm. two of them and it and it's fun and then at the end it's like okay well we might not just be doing those <laughs> also uh this is you know it's 
I don't know. It's just, it's more baggage to have to deal with. And once again, it's not bad to have that baggage. It's just, boy, is it baggage though. Yeah. It's like, it's going to add so many layers to make everything more difficult where it's like now, uh, like now the story with, with, uh, Mio is going to be super intense again. Which I guess right. it was still intense, but it's like that's going to be on the forefront again. I don't know. And yeah. like I'm saying, it's just speculation that I've got. Yeah, and for for me, it's kind of like what we were talking about with um, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, where it's like, this dude really needs a win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like talking, of, But in this case, talking about uh, Joe, it's like he, he just needs a win. Like, come on, let's give him some peace. Yeah, he, he's just sh- showed that he's going to, you know, try to do better. And in doing better, he, he's just been met with pain and suffering, <laughs> like right. getting rid of the pills. He's just like having to hole up and just writhe for hours. I can't imagine. Well, I can't imagine withdrawals like that. I can't imagine the withdrawals. But while I was watching it, I was remembering uh when one time I slept through when I was supposed to take another painkiller after my knee surgery. And then I woke mm. up and it was like, even taking the painkiller there, then it was going to take time to start kicking in again. And wow, I don't want to go through that ever again because I, I was like Jeez. having to suppress like yelling. It was so painful and it was just constant. So I don't know. could be something like that. Cause he was talking about like, uh, he'll just get random pains from, mm-hmm. from the withdrawal. And it's like, that's, that's not nice. So oh, that sounds so miserable. Um, as far as the pillars, mm-hmm. which I mean, uh, most of what I have to talk about outside of that, I guess would just be, I don't know what's going to happen. Oh no. <laughs> and just, you know, gushing over how great this show is. Man, this intro, I can't skip it. I don't know about you, but I know I yep. love the it, music it. and the execution. And it's it's so different from the first one, but it's so good. Yeah, there, there's the, we, we kind of talked about this with um with Dinah Xenon, but like the the uh, the grounded, almost like filmic way yes. that they're doing it yeah. but the way that they do the freeze frames and like the bl- the motion blur and everything it's just like it looks so good it's very 1970s slash robert rodriguez the intro is mm-hmm. like it, mm-hmm. it feels a lot like like desperado or something like that yeah <clears throat> especially with that music <laughs> yes the music is the music is just the most Robert Rodriguez like choice of music ever. It's like, yeah, they they've been watching a lot of movies before they yeah. made this. It's like I'll I'll go to skip it and then the drums come in and I'm like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's like it's it, they come in right at the right moment to where you just can't finish the motion of skipping forward. It's like nah, I gotta right. let this play out. Yeah. Uh for the pillars, so I mean, legacy's a big one where Joe feels yeah. like he doesn't have one anymore. Yeah, like he killed he, um, everything. Yeah, he fumbled the legacies that were handed to him. Uh, 
And now, now it's kind of like uh, stepping on its grave to try and have a new one. Mm-hmm. Which uh, I can't remember what other show we uh, watched where that was sort of a central point for one of the characters where it was like trying again was going to trample the legacy of the last time they tried or uh, uh, I don't know trample hmm. not trample the legacy but trample on the grave of that thing and I can't remember what it was yeah. off the top of my head but I do remember talking about something like this similar uh, and it kind of goes back mm-hmm. to that thing about sunk cost where it's like yep. I put so much into this it would it would be uh, I don't know um it's like, it's like switching tracks like 15 miles down from where you should have. Yes, but it, but it's in the context of I crashed on those tracks. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, so, so getting, uh, like picking myself up again, like in, in his hallucination was, t- was talking about something similar where it's like, um, shoot, what was the wording? <clears throat> it's like, this is how you're punishing yourself. Oh yeah. Yeah. By, by a ref- Do you think that this like pays for your sins or something? Yeah. So he, he was just, you know, refusing to let himself get better as punishment mm-hmm. because he hasn't forgiven himself or, or whatever. He feels like that if he, if he gets back up, then it's going to be uh spitting on the grave. So that, yeah. that's definitely a thing where it's kind of a, um, he thinks it wrong to replace the old legacy with something new. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess, you know, <sighs> that branches off from tragedy. Yeah. He's just, he's letting yeah. the tragedy instead of being like the, uh, the inciting incident to, to inspire him to try to make things better. The tragedy is the thing that's keeping him from doing that anyway. Yeah. It's kind of, it, it's making him stuck. Yeah. And it's his excuse, uh, which, you know, yeah. s- self flagellation is always, um, quite easy and comfortable. Oddly enough, it's comfortable. Yes. It's, it's ironically, comfortable and comforting because then it's like well this is that there's my suffering for the day i don't have to mm-hmm. worry because i made myself suffer uh and then um oh, man that's such a funny thing because like you know we 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 see suffering as <clears throat> you know striving like i mean if you if you try to do something there's going to be suffering in that but if you create the suffering for yourself it kind of creates a false sense of I've done something. I've yes. done something good. Exactly. Like just just life in general, like there's going to be suffering. But if you mm-hmm. make the suffering yourself, then you don't have to worry about the uncertainty of where the suffering is going to come. There's not going to be the disappointment or, you know, uh, like what I worry is about to happen now that he's decided to stop making himself suffer. <laughs> he's, he's going yeah. to be made to be suffered. He's going to be made to suffer regardless. So, uh, yeah. it's kind of like the, the, the backwards reaction to that is, Oh, well then you're just going to have to try anyway. Cause you suffer regardless, mm-hmm. which is also something we've talked about. And I can't remember the context of what, but I, you know, there it is. <laughs> 
It does seem kind of general, though. It does seem kind of mm-hmm. be just a, a general um, reality of the stories we cover, which are, you know, basically the message being, well, you should try to do something good because mm-hmm. you and everyone else is going to suffer regardless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was kind of the um, somewhat similar to Trigun where Vash thinks that he has to take on this burden for yeah. everyone else. And it's like, that is a self-flagellation that is comforting. He won't let himself uh, kind of, he, he won't let himself move on from what he did before, what he was unable to stop before. Yeah. So th- then he also won't let other people step in to assist. Right. Cause it's only his burden to bear. Right. So, because if you if you view it as punishment, you don't want other people to be punished for your mistakes. Right. Which the irony being you're you're punishing everyone like. Right. I don't remember when we talked about this, but uh, it's kind of you owe the world the the greatest you can achieve and to mm-hmm. not to, to not chase that down is like a sin like to, to not achieve the, the, the greatest your potential could provide is like, it's not just being lazy. It is like actively making everything worse for everyone else. So, yeah. Uh, but you know, it's a convenient misunderstanding. You can let yourself have where it's like, Mm -hmm. well, no, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm being punished. Don't worry. It's all good. So, uh, but he gets over that in this episode, kind of, uh, stops letting the tragedy be his excuse and is going to actively try to achieve his potential. Um, and then, you know, those are, those are the three. I was sad to see that beard go though. (laughs) Yeah, it was kind of unfortunate. It it was, it was a good moment. Like I I Mm -hmm. like symbolic, uh, shaving moments. I, I like when hair is used symbolically because it is, mm. I mean, it is symbolic whether people want it to be or not. I mean, getting a haircut is a symbolic moment and just letting your hair or letting your beard kind of grow out is also symbolic. Uh, there's, mm. there's no getting around that. Uh, so in moments like in, in stories where a char- characters like cut their hair or dye their hair Stuff like that, <clears throat> you know. Th- that's <laughs> like that scene in in Scott Pilgrim where uh, knives dyes her <laughs> hair, and it's like, "Hey, this really burns!" <laughs> like in the middle of her, like <laughs> her, her, her rant. Con- yeah, her rant. <laughs> it's like, "Hey, this really burns. Uh, you should probably rinse it." <laughs> but yeah, uh, the moment where she's like, "I look good." <laughs> But like that kind of stuff. I like that. I like those scenes. I think those are cool. So yeah. it's like, and I, of course, I, there's the the dramatic shaves uh, in a, a ton of movies like yeah. where the guy who's getting back into the saddle shaves his beard that he grew out from being just a bum. Or, you know, someone who's brought brought to their lowest point and, you know, they shave their head. Yep. It's like I'm I'm getting rid of all of this. 
So, uh, yeah, it's like the, yeah. the beard was, was him carrying his past with him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, shame to see it go. Cause it did look good, but, uh, you also get that moment where it's like, you're seeing the flashback Joe. And even this one with his shaved beard looks quite a bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are kind of the three pillars that are more about character. And then the last yeah. one being cooperation versus coercion. There's not really much going on there. I mean, there's the coercion of the mafia is just actively attacking the village because chief is trying to fix things. Right. And uh, there, well, there was a little bit of that cooperation where it was like um, chief kind of paved the way. He was like, you know, I'm going to fix this. We're not going to retaliate. We're just going to, we're going to fix this. And then they all came back and helped him. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Cooperation is infectious. Mm-hmm. Then again, so is coercion. Like, I don't know if you, yeah. if you saw some viral video that was going around where it was like a, it was a prank video in England, mm-hmm. but the implications of it were highly disturbing, but it was where these people were walking around a mall and, uh, this, this guy and this guy pretending to be like a mall cop or oh, whatever. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, saw this? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. it, it was in Eastern Europe. Yeah. Eastern Europe. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so it was like um, violence caused everyone else to immediately comply because they didn't want to get attacked. Yeah. It was like the 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 fake cop and then the actor who like got beat with a baton because he wasn't wearing a mask. Yeah, and it was like it made everyone around them immediately like no 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 no, no. I'm I'm doing it I'm doing this now. It's like don't hit me. Yeah, so both yeah. both cooperation and coercion. Um, are rather inspiring, we'll say. <laughs> yes. So, and, and you know, that's what uh, the mafia is trying to do. They're trying to inspire compliance. It's like, oh no, this this isn't worth it. We we you've brought this upon us by trying to make things better. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's how yeah. it works. It's not just you know, uh, uh, literally, these people are dealing with the mafia. But metaphorically, you've got your own mafia. You just maybe don't know it yet. Yeah, I, I think it's um, it's rather fitting that people call mafias families. Because you're often mm. going to notice that your family might be a mafia that's going to, you know, break the water main in order to encourage you to stop trying to change things. Yeah, <clears throat> you're rocking the boat too much. Or, you know, rocking it at all, man. Some people are freaking extreme. Yeah. But, yeah, anyway. I don't have much else to say about Megalobox. A lot of it is just kind of, you know, we're in limbo right now. (laughs) Yeah. I am am very excited. Kind of like what you said. It's like I'm excited for what's going to happen because I know it's going to be good. But uh, my boy needs a win. Yeah. <laughs> so, Chief, come out okay. At least come out alive. Yes. Like, come on. At the very least, please. <laughs> my gosh. So, uh, where do we want to go next? Um. Uh, 
we can either do my hero or Dinazenon. I don't have much to say about uh, about back arrow. So. Really? Yeah, because I I have a really, lot to say about really back arrow. Real, this was my hook. Oh, okay. Well, then but, here, let's go ahead and talk about that then. It, it felt like we we stopped piddling around and we finally got to the story. Like I, okay. I, I sent I, you a message. I was like, it took five and a half hours, but I guess back arrow finally finished the premiere. It was like the, the, the prologue was finally over. Cause now, uh, yeah. and, and I remember thinking on, when I was on the way home yesterday, I, I was thinking in my head, I was like, Whoa, the implications of the intro s- showing Zetsu locked in single combat with the elect are actually really exciting now. Because the elect has like finally revealed himself as the big bad, like he is. Oh yeah, he's the big enemy that is playing everyone against each other. And, and before it was kind of you know, well, who knows what his motivations are and what he plans for the future. But everyone wants me to think he's evil. But then it's like really established. No, yeah, he he's going to kill innocents to get what he wants. Like. Yeah. He's going to deceive and backstab and betray everyone in the name of uh I I still I still can't get over and it was also me that made you see a bird. Yeah. R- <laughs> uh, bringing that up again. It was like yeah, the br- bringing up the show's lowest point once again for the sake of that. It was like it feels like trying to fix what was a problem but it would have been best for you to just leave it alone <laughs> such an awful scene they they do try to like patch it up but it would have been best to leave it in the past anyway uh i i think that the doctor's like sacrifice was really well done and it was like i actually mm. cared about him for the first time and uh, like what he was doing, and I, and I cared about what was happening to the villagers. Uh, I I cared that mm-hmm. there was like I cared that there was a situation where Luto actually became something in the story, whereas before Luto was sort of these kind of allies to Grand Edger, mm-hmm. and you know Rekka was their enemies. But Luto was like this uneasy alliance or whatever. Now I'm actually happy now that I can see that what's going to happen is Luto and the elect. Like the elect is the main villain. And, you yeah. know, he he's not a villain I want to root for like Zetsu. Like Zetsu, I just want. Right. Zetsu, I just want to watch. I just want to watch him operate because he's so entertaining. Right. And now it's to the point where it's like. Zetsu is absolutely going to be a good guy. <laughs> like he's going to be on the side that is against the elect. And uh the fact that yeah. Zetsu w- was forced to um what would you say he, he yielded at uh mm-hmm. uh what Princess Fine was doing, which was you know just healing people, making it to where war was impossible because she kept healing everyone's wounds and he's just like yeah. Dang it. Okay, fine. <laughs> I guess I'm not fighting. Whereas right. uh, the elect, you know, just doing all the underhanded stuff, backstabbing, turning everyone against Princess Fine. And uh, showing you know, the worst parts of the battle and then hiding the good ones. Yeah. And uh, 
I, I like that the, the, the elect is a, is a good villain. Like he's a good bad guy to have because even if you're not entirely sure what his reasoning is, you can see his methods and it's like, well, it's nothing good. <laughs> right. It's like there's no I mean, one. The dude uses naked, like the people who were supposed to be heirs to the throne as like his chair. Like, all right, that's really weird. <laughs> well, okay. No, th- that's weird. But also the fact that, you know, he, he has his assassin or whatever pose oh, as yes. the good guys and has them execute civilians. <clears throat> No one who's doing that is up to any good. You know, that no. that's some that's some uh, false flag kind of stuff. Anyone who's going, right. you know, enacting false flags, that's not a good guy. Uh, I, yeah. I, that was a, an interesting scene where he put wine bottles in his back. I didn't. Yeah, that that was the thing that happened, wasn't it? That was really weird where he was like chugging wine through his back and then they popped out. And uh, I did not know what was happening. I was very, very alarmed and given no explanation. But uh, yeah, the rest of it I, I thought was great. Like, uh, like I liked the scenes with Atley where they're kind of reestablishing mm-hmm. her. And it would it had this weird feeling of like calling back to the very beginning of the show where I was like initially sold on it. And it's like, oh, yeah, these people that I like and kind of this spirit, like I'm liking this. And the fact that you can tell that um, Princess Fine, Zetsu, like Prax, like they're all going to be allies and they're all going to change to get there. Mm. Like, uh, you know, Prax's brother just died. And and he, he died, you know, fighting for people that she doesn't care about. So I think I need to watch it again because for some reason it just didn't like it just didn't click with me. Like when you're describing it right now, it's like, oh, yeah, I do remember those scenes. Like, yeah, that that is really exciting. I don't know why it just in the moment I was just like, eh, like I I still had that thought of, yeah, back arrow still exists. I think it's because so, the show has this really pedestrian and boring visual pr- presentation. That might be what's going on. But man, did I love the bright height of that uh, of the assassin? Like I, I loved that yeah, design. That was wild. I, I was like, this is this is like final boss kind of design, like where it's just got this. What, what, I'm trying to think of how it, I would describe that, but it's. Got the kind of, you know, shoulder genie, big shoulder genie jester look. And I was like, that (laughs) is a banging design. That's a good one. That's a winner. Man, does it make everything else look like crap? (laughs) It's like every time you get something that's a really good design, it just embarrasses everything else. Because this show has really shoddy, really slightly (laughs) below (laughs) mediocre character and mech design. Uh, they they also like also them talking about back arrow like being king. I was like, oh yeah, that mm-hmm. storyline that I like want to see happen. We're talking about that again. Okay, cool. Like yeah. h- him like uniting uh, Lingaland and then you know tearing down the wall. It's like yes, remember that. I'd love to get back to that. Thank you. This so I. 
from from how you're talking about it and how you perceived that it's like this definitely was a mid-season finale and now we're going to get the 12 episode show that we should have gotten <laughs> right um but it's a mid-season finale that has come way too late or, or well the the previous first half was just not very exciting or inspiring and as a result feels like prologue like it kind of mm-hmm. felt like you really should have cut this down to be maybe three episodes or something. Yeah. It, it now makes it to where all the, all the time we spent not knowing what was going on with the elect kind of feels like wasted time. I would have now rather him had just been an active villainous force from the start because that would have saved a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. It, how many episodes are left? This was episode 14, right? Yes. So 12 okay. episodes are left. It's like this is okay. secretly a 12 episode show. We just had to have 14 episodes of build up. <clears throat> Good and gravy. Ironically, the build up is not like the, the midseason finale wasn't a climax. The midseason finale was an inciting incident. It was like, yeah. now the rising action will follow. So. Really not great pacing, but I'm glad it's actually happened, and I'm glad I was somehow able to have my attention kept long enough before, you know, the story actually begins. I think I think if there weren't other shows that were like really holding our Just attention, w- way better. We probably right would, we probably would have passed this up, but yeah. because we had the other shows, it was like, yeah, we can have this fun to watch, you know, popcorn show on the back burner. While it's cooking. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't too much. Like, if yeah. if we had one more good show we were watching, I don't think Backer would have stayed on. Mm. <clears throat> I think we had just the right amount to where it wasn't too much work to include Back Arrow. Yeah. Also, if it wasn't Naganuma and me wanting to believe right. in his writing... Like that's true. (laughs) I think if Naganuma wasn't involved at all, it would have taken me much longer to find it. It also because I mean I've not seen anyone talk about it. I'm we're the only ones talking about Back Arrow. I'm pretty sure. Like I I, when I uh, post the episodes on Twitter, it's like that isn't a hashtag that is out there. (laughs) It's like I'm the only one posting in that hashtag. (coughs) So. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty, uh, what'd you say, optimistic about where it's going now, finally. But if it doesn't go anywhere after this, I'm going to be really just like, not even really that disappointed because it's like, oh, well, I guess that was my bad. (laughs) That was my bad for thinking it was actually going to start going somewhere. So uh, whatever, I guess we'll keep watching it. It still exists. We're still here. Yeah. <laughs> also, I, I noticed something. I wanted to kind of talk about this because someone mentioned this in a video I was watching where it was like the root word of doctor was teacher. And then you look at the fact that in Japanese, they don't call the doctor doctor. They call him sensei, which is right. teacher. I, I, that's interesting because I did pick that up like when he died. Like somebody, I can't remember which person, but they shouted sensei. And I was like, 
Wait yeah. a minute. And they all come the whole time. I was like, was he was he was he a doctor or was he a teacher? (laughs) Yeah. So that kind of uh, distinction is really only in the West, and it's kind of the difference between this is someone who teaches you how to get better, and this is someone who uh, collects a paycheck for prescribing you medicine. So Mm -hmm. we what we call doctors is not the same thing that other people are used to because other people don't exactly have quite as much big pharma as we do. But, uh, yeah. yeah, that's another story. Dinazenon or my hero? Let's do <clears throat> Dinazenon. Okay. Yeah. Um, this felt like a kind of a little self-contained story. Where it was kind of mm-hmm. getting Galma to be honest. To open up, yeah. Yeah. I liked that. God. I like the scene where he's just eating crabs while talking to them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like and then after that he's like, I, I've gotta I've got a shift. They're like, you got a job? And he's like, I, I've gotta eat. It's such a weird scene. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, so he's, um he's such an interesting <laughs> character. <laughs> yeah, he he's a he's a good eccentric mentor to have around. Uh also mm-hmm. like been talking about how he's from what was it? 5000 years in the past? Yes. Yeah, like he and his his previous Nakama. Um Yes, which, were, yeah, you picked that up, huh? Now that yep, you know that yeah, word, you're picking it up and it has a slightly different meaning. So comrades, uh-huh. that makes you think, oh, they were part of something bigger. That's what it makes mm-hmm. me think of. So when it's translated as comrades, it makes me think, oh, they were in a platoon or something. But no, not necessarily what it means. They could have been the only ones. Like, th- this is all of them. We've now seen all of them. Nakama just mm-hmm. means people on the same path with the same goal. So uh, yeah. I'm, I was actually really happy that I brought that up before this episode because yeah. it's like, uh, yeah, it makes a lot more sense now because you hear the <laughs> Japanese, you know, saying Nakama and then it's saying comrades and it's like, all right, now I know that's not quite the same thing. I know to translate it better. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I think they should just translate that as Nakama. I mean, that's how they translate. They got to a point in translations where they stopped doing, uh, I don't know, they, they stopped doing uh, a stand-in for the word senpai, because we don't really have one. They just made it to where the subtitles mm-hmm. say senpai. Because it's th- we don't really have a word that, that easily translates into that. Especially, yeah, or, or like, I mean, the most known one is like, or I say most known, I mean, kaiju. I mean, we don't have, like, yeah. the best translation for kaiju. We just say monster. Yeah, but, like, kaiju is more specific and means something that monster does not necessarily mean. Monster or beast or anything. It's like, yeah, uh, kaiju. It's different. It's kind of like, um, <clears throat> I don't know if... I'm 100% correct about this, but I'm pretty sure Monster Hunter, the game in Japan, mm-hmm. is called Monster Hunter. That's why they actually shorten it to uh, Monhun, which is M-O-N-H-U-N. They take the first three letters of both. They don't actually mm-hmm. refer to it as, I don't know, Kaiju Jaeger. 
<laughs> like, uh, wish I've got this specific rim poster right in front of me every time we're recording these. And it's like, boy, does this affect my choice of words? But, uh, <laughs> The, uh, the the implication of kaiju is different from monster, and in Monster Hunter, you're not fighting kaiju. You're fighting mm. rampant monsters. So, uh... Right. Yeah. Uh, using the right word, I think we should just start translating Nakama as Nakama, because it's, it's its own word, and I think it would be best if the people watching the anime would just learn what the word meant, because it, make, yeah, it or- makes everything make so much more sense. Yeah, because like I mean, comrade, like you said, it just it it doesn't have the same meaning that it 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 doesn't have the same meaning from what it seems like they want us to pick up, right? And so if you just start if you start translating it, even if somebody doesn't look up what Nakama means, if they just assume that it's part of the universe that they're but, just watching, right? But they then will it, then gain context clues into what it means by seeing what it means in this instance, which will not be in this comrades. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the the episode itself didn't feel like you know a big important plot episode. It kind of just establishes more of what the. Um, what were they called? Were they called Kaiju Genociders? Ka- Kaiju Eugenicists. Eugenicists. Oh, okay, tomato, tomato. But Kaiju Eugenicists. They establish mm-hmm. that they were like, you know, they're, they're Gamma's Nakama previously. Mm-hmm. But they all have this ability to dominate Kaiju and like make them do their bidding. So right. what... Where's the eugenicist part come in? I don't think we've gotten any really real details on that. Is it they want to euthanize humanity and they use kaiju to do it? Or they want to euthanize humanity in the interest of the kaiju, but the kaiju are kind of disposable toys to them. Which I like how they actually look like toys. Kind of like Dinozenon when they shrink. They just, they're like these little plastic toys. They got the bright colors. <laughs> yeah. And they, they look very plasticine, which is why I think maybe the uh, uh, the CGI is working a little bit better because when they were supposed to be paper mache monsters, it was kind of awkward in Gridman because Gridman, they were paper mache. I have... Have they established where these are coming from yet? I, I, they might be implying it's coming from a similar place, though. Oh, like, maybe this is this is some someone's coming up with them and they're having life given to them because th- 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 like Dinozenon pieces being toys just makes me think of that. It's like, oh, maybe this really isn't that removed from Gridman. Mm-hmm. It's like these are inanimate, tiny little objects that are then enlarged. Yeah. Um. I I am just charmed with this whole show. Like the uh I was I was scrubbing through it uh just a little bit before just to make sure that I remembered what happened. Um and like <clears throat> I have it paused in the background on my computer right now. Mm-hmm. And it's just the scene where uh uh Mino, is it Mino? Minami Min- Minami Minami when her friend is just like behind her and like leaning her chin uh-huh. on top of her. and it's just like 
this is just charming. Like I, also, every time I see the way that, they interact, <laughs> every time I see stuff like that, I'm like, yeah, guys don't do that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's a thing no. only girls do with their girlfriends. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that would that would be a way to make one of us very uncomfortable as a joke, <laughs> right? Right. But like, I was like, you see girls doing it's like, yeah, they just kind of do that, huh? <laughs> Yeah, I just I I love the colors in this show. Oh, I dude, the color palette—it's it's kind of basically the same color palette as Gridman, and it's one I really like. Mm-hmm. Now that I've seen it yep. show up twice, I don't know what it is. Mm. They they've got kind of a mixture of neons and mixed with pastels. Like yeah. uh, Yomagi has like two different neon colors on him. So does Galma, but then um, Minami and uh, uh, I can I dang it! I thought I remembered his name this time. The 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 neat the unemployed guy, I can't remember yeah, his name. I can't remember. His he name he's either. got. I can't remember his cousin either. Yeah, he he's got like a, a pastel jacket, but then it's got a neon yellow stripe going down it. I don't know exactly where this is kind of coming from or what it's going for, but I like it, and it's something that seems quite distinctly yeah. this universe, the Gridman universe, yes. which is what they're literally calling it. So I I can call it that. Um, yep. What was I going to say? I had something. I was going to go in a direction, but now I have to blow my nose. Maybe it'll come to me from expelling the mucus. And you're welcome to have something to say. Um, I, I don't really, I don't really have much to say. I mean, you were, you were kind of talking about how it's self-contained and I, I did really like the, um, the scene where they were kind of all coming together and just being like, yo, what are you, what aren't you telling us? And you know, the, 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 uh, the bad guys are blowing everything up and they're hovering in the sky. <laughs> yeah. And they're uh, like, no talk. <clears throat> what what was the thing he was keeping from them? I can't remember actually. That part that I forgot. He, he was he was revived so that he uh, and he's wanting right. to find someone. Uh, I can't remember exactly the relation, but it is a woman. Um, I, I like the but he's, uh, he's trying to find her. I like the execution of that, where it was like they. Uh, I can't remember who it asked, but they're like, "Are they a woman?" And he's like, "They are." And it was like, uh, "Okay." <laughs> That means something <laughs> slightly different. It's like, right? Yeah, Galma's doing this for a girl. He just doesn't want you to know about it. Mm-hmm. But it it is kind of a thing where it's like, are you doing this for a girl? Because that means something different, you know. When you're when you're allies in something, it's like this is a this is right. a personal journey that he's on, and he just hasn't let you in on it. It's like we we thought that you know it's just about this group accomplishing a goal, but you do have a personal investment in it, and they were they yeah. had to force him to admit to that. Yeah, I I also this based on our conversations on a number of shows, the listeners will probably know uh, why this scared me. But when that dude just like completely got hit by that comet. <laughs> I was like, did he just die? Right. And then, oh no, he died. And then he didn't. The, I was like, okay, good. The the fact that it seemed like it was shot so comedically made me think, oh, he's gonna be fine. 
But they did use, you know, that scene where it gets progressively more sketchy and then it whites out. And I mean, that's an iconic scene from a certain show where the bad guy is finally wiped out. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, I like how he's like, I thought I he's like, I thought I was a goner. (laughs) It's like, oh, yeah, that guy just lived. Um. Man, I wish I could remember that that Neat's name because man, watching watching him it, it like you can see him becoming more and more successful. Like becoming more and more like Well, he has sound he I wants guess. to do. Yeah. Yeah. He's finding he himself. Yeah, finding his purpose. Uh and and I liked <laughs> I liked the whole he's like I help people in need and how it was able to sound mm-hmm. like kind of mysterious <laughs> uh and then when uh yomagi's at work and right. she's like so about your mischief and he's like yeah sorry about that uh i had to help people in need and she's like is this a trend going around kind of trend <laughs> helping people in need is like a weird thing it's a weird trendy mm-hmm. thing <laughs> in these modern times uh but yeah <laughs> i like uh I like that 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 scene kind of, you know, follows up the previous episode where it's like Yomagi, his uh, his his value hierarchy is starting to change a little bit where he's like, right. No, I probably do need to go do that. Huh? That thing that yeah. only I can do. The thing that yeah. I needed for. And like him, um, you know, practicing and being all clumsy looking. Yeah. I like um, th- this has a nice it's comfortable. It's not super intense, yes. but it's got a nice, comfortable pace so far. It's cozy. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. This is a very cozy show. Uh, I'd also like to talk about the fact that uh, Minami's complex is basically explained. Like the fact that she asks people to show up places and then she doesn't show. She basically mm. explains that plainly in this yeah. episode because the first recital her sister ever invited to was the one her sister died before making it to. Right. So that's kind of a pattern that she's somewhat involuntarily she's been uh, acting out until yeah. recently. She's finally stopped. Yeah. And I, I think one of my favorite parts of this episode was just seeing her like go down the rabbit trail of like, I I want to like kind of get that closure. Yeah. Like seeing her chase that down was really, was really cool. Yeah. And I like how Yomogi is just kind of along for the ride. Mm -hmm. He's just like, I don't know why it's him. It's being, uh, why why it's him she's opening up to but he's just kind of there for it and you can see it affects him a little it's really not like on the nose but mm-hmm. at the end of that scene you know you follow him into the next scene and he mm-hmm. seems like he's he feels a little different after the fact yeah I don't know it's 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 really nice subtle writing they're doing here I'm really enjoying this yeah, yeah. This has been feels, uh feels very good. 
it's once again, it's like Nomad, where it just feels very high quality. Like this has been put together very well. And then I can kind of trust that it's not going to betray me. That's another good yeah. thing. I, I feel like and wherever does, this goes, it's not going to be a betrayal. Yeah. And it does the thing where it's like uh, the, the, you know, the, the heightened moments, the, the fights and all that. It's like, those are pretty crazy. Those are normal trigger. Or, uh, not yeah. normal trigger, but, <laughs> um, and then everything Business else is just, usual. Everything else is just like, yeah, I, I guess cozy is the best word. It's just like, I could watch this for hours, just watching these characters interact, just watching them talk, just watching these nice little vistas with this awesome soundscape. Like, yeah, I like how that is just a part of this show is they don't do music until it gets to a fight. Like, otherwise it's just the, the, the backward background ambience. Yeah. Yeah. Good show. Good show. Like I said, I didn't really have any battle cries from anything else, including this. Uh, yeah. But I think my pop... I thought... Oh, continue. I was just going to say, I, I think my pop-off, and it wasn't really like any specific moment, but it's kind of mm-hmm. just the... I don't know. It feels like you're seeing the group very organically and authentically come together. And... Yeah. None of them have this kind of inciting incident that's making it to where, oh, I have to go join this and, you know, fight these kaiju. None of them have really had that. They kind of are just they're just kind of they're there for it. I I guess the closest thing would be like the the inciting incident was when they all kind of cut pulled into pulled into it before that fight. Right. But since then, it's not like, you know. I, I must avenge this or, you know, I, I must complete this great task. It's really only Galma that has that. Everyone else is just kind of along the ride and getting caught up in it. But it's not it's not so much like it felt in uh, Fully Coley, where she's kind of violently interfering in their lives <laughs> as, you know, right. a, a metaphor for puberty. It's kind of like they're being like pulled along and called to this, but they're also facing it. Yeah, yeah, uh, and uh, it, well, also the um, it's like they they find or a, a purpose finds them, and it's just like I mean, I was in need of a purpose. I I guess I can latch onto this one. Yeah, uh, it's also very different from Gridman because remember, Gridman was urgent. It was like right, we have yeah. to figure out how to get this computer to work. We're the only ones that can see it for some reason. We're, we're like we're the only ones that are aware that people are disappearing and like no one else remembers them or or they remember them as like oh they died years ago. It's like what are you talking about? There was like a very like uh, exciting energy to Gridman mm-hmm. that this does not have but it's still really appealing. Also, I loved the direction of that fight. Like them figuring out how to get around. It's like ability where it was like causing all those small explosions. And they're like, it seems like it it needs oxygen to do it. So where's there no oxygen? And they're like, we're going up. (laughs) I was like, this is, this is fun. I like this action scene, but there is no like, I don't know. 
I guess now it's kind of like we have to stop the the kaiju eugenicists because they're causing trouble, but only Galma seems to be the one that has like this this big end goal he's fighting for. But I'm invested in the other characters who just kind of seem like they're growing into something while this is happening. Like the neat guy. Like it's he's Mm -hmm. not. He's not interested in employment, but he's suddenly interested in something. One of <laughs> one of my favorite moments that kind of is like the tone setter for the show is when he's like uh, when the neat guy, when he gets the text that there's a kaiju in whatever city or whatever area it was. And he gets up and he's like, I have to go to this place. And she's like, oh, what are you what are you getting? Oh, you mean like a kaiju? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like everything is just kind of like, yeah, kick back, relax. Oh, there's a kaiju. All right, let's go deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's got a it's got a, an odd vibe to it. It's got a whimsical like. Yeah, it is whimsical. Gridman wasn't whimsical. Gridman was no. tense. This is whimsical. It's very different, but it's 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 that color color palette, mm. and I guess it's just the same voice. Because it's same writer, same director. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. I guess there's not much else to say. Yeah, not really. As far as it being built, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I actually am I not sure. If I've, I, I don't know if I've had my soul set ablaze yet. Yeah. Um, It definitely is just, it's, it's a nice warm show to like cuddle up to. I think if... It's going to come from anyone. It's probably going to come from Galma. He seems to have mm-hmm. the most potential, and he seems to be the one that has. Uh, when the I say potential, fieriest. yeah, he's the fieriest. But he also, when I say potential, I don't mean like the. They all have potential for greatness, mm-hmm. but he's the one that seems driven to achieve some sort of potential. Uh, he's also the one who has an inciting incident. He, we don't know what it is, but there's, there's. Some tragedy that's in there somewhere. Right. And he's, uh, I mean, if we're going through all the pillars, he, as far as he, he might have a, a negative legacy so far. Yeah. Like so far he has been a net negative, his existence. Cause you know, he recently betrayed the bad guys. Yeah. And so he's trying to kind of like, make right what he used to do right and it's it's on him that hinges the kind of cooperation versus coercion thing because he needs them right. to come you know form Dynazenon with him so they can save the day from you know the bad guys who are just destroying everything and using violence it's like he needs mm-hmm. them but he can't make them do anything and I like how you get the moment in this episode where he can't make them just forget that they don't know what's going on and he's keeping some something from them so he does have to cooperate and kind of yield to them and be like okay i'll explain everything (laughs) if it's going if it's going to be built it's going to come from galma most likely because everyone else just kind of it almost seems like a slice of life monster of the week thing save for galma yeah He's definitely the one that's uh, that's bringing in 
the craziness. So I would hope that he continues the crazy. Oh, I hope it develops somewhere. <clears throat> right. Which it probably is. No reason to think it isn't yet. Anyway, so uh, next would be My Hero. Episode yep. 4, Season 5. And uh, this is kind of just an episode that is all about that skirmish. And I was surprised that that was all all that it was about. Like, yeah, it it was fun to see. Like it was it was a, it was a fun episode. Um, I, I would say it, it was a pleasant surprise, and it's kind of this thing that I don't know. It, it like we were talking about last week. You know, you often forget that it's called My Hero Academia, so it is going to be about <laughs> yeah. this kind of thing, at least to some degree. But I expected it to get wrapped up pretty quick, and then we go on to the mm. next one because that's what the show normally does is they they hop from set piece to set piece you know when we're doing these kind of uh character introduction and pa- and quirk explanation kind of things they kind of jump all over the place and cover mo- yeah. many things at once but this almost felt like a standalone uh action scene where you have the 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 full like the this, these characters versus these characters uninterrupted Mm -hmm. like you just got the whole thing and that was the 22 minute episode i don't know if it's the wisest use of time especially this late in the game being season five and like you i i like i'm hooked on the stuff that's going on with deku and all for one like i'm really hooked on that and hawks (laughs) and todoroki and and endeavor like i'm really hooked on that and, mm-hmm. you know, it's great. All these characters are great. But when we're totally focused on them, it makes me hope that sometime later down the road that this is going to be more important because I don't think what we saw felt important enough for it to be the whole episode. If that makes yeah. sense. No, that makes total sense. It's like, why? so why are they making us so familiar with these characters if they're not going to play a huge role in some, like, Avengers Endgame type deal event yeah. later on down the road? Like, I get it was... <sighs> important character development for Shinzo. His story is going to be important. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing right. this. But... Shinzo is maybe one third of the episode because there's a lot of focus put on Kaminari and uh, uh, Sue, which was like, I I liked it, but I could tell I'm like, these are two fan favorite characters who are getting Mm -hmm. screen time right now, which always makes me worried that this is pandering filler. Like, cause these Mm. two, we don't get much of normally, but people want to see more of. Yeah. So, hmm. I remember at one point in one of the previous episodes uh, or one of the previous seasons, you were like, we haven't seen Sue in forever. So, (laughs) yeah, because I thought she was going to be more important from early on. Mm. And then, you know, there was a long time with none of her. I was like, what? Is this just not important? And it really isn't. Like, she doesn't really have a character arc she goes through. She just kind of reliably is getting better at things. Uh, there was a moment where she gets teamed up with, uh, uh, Fumikage, the, the bird boy. Yeah. Dark shadow. Okay. I just have to say dark shadow, but, uh, yeah, 
where she gets, gets teamed up with him where, you know, you kind of get a cool moment with her and they kind of establish who he, who she is to other people where it's mm-hmm. like, the, 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 I, I like, I loved the line where it's like when people are teamed up with Suyu, we've noticed that their heart rates stay lower on average. Like she, she, her being around keeps everyone calmer and like paying closer attention for whatever reason. Didn't have to anything to do with her power. It's just kind of her disposition. She's very, yeah. you know, to the point, but kind of uh, nurturing. Yeah. But that was it. I mean, that's kind of all you get. And then with Kaminari, I mean, his he's the comic relief character. He he's the funny guy who who overcharges himself. And you know, he he's got really cool powers, which I liked how they got the mm-hmm. little uh uh what were they called? The tags he was putting on people. Yep. Yep. That's a mechanic I, in the fighting game that makes him the most fun to play as because you get the, to the use those in the I game. The thing I was frustrated with though was like it seemed like everything he did was completely undermined. Well, yes, <laughs> he like... he's the comic relief. <laughs> and and the reason the reason they can do that is because he's not the one who has like his confidence racked by constant failure. He just continues to struggle with a smile on his face. It's like he's already <laughs> learned all these all, all these lessons basically, which is why he gets to be the funny one. I, right. I did think it was hilarious when Kirishima basically just got punted into the sky. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> we have to get rid of him. He's too much of a problem. Uh, I, I, I almost I almost was thinking, oh, this is I'm going to get my pop off for battle cry from whatever Kirishima's about to. And it's like, yeet, Kirishima's out of the scene now. <laughs> I, I, I love everything to do with Kirishima. And it's sad that he's gone, but that was hysterical. <laughs> His voice actor for the sub is great. I think I prefer it to his dub. Like, I love his dub voice actor. Yes, yeah, I love the dub voice actor, but (laughs) this one has such like just an energy to his performance Mm. that I'm like, "Eh, that feels way more like how Kirishima is supposed to be. He's a lot more hot blooded in this one. Uh, Mm. in in the sub. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's not much else to say. It was really just kind of like kind of showcasing Shinso is growing as a hero and is, you know, people aren't just mistaking him for, oh, you could be a villain. And, you know, the whole thing where he's like, I'm 12 steps behind you. I like how that has continued Mm -hmm. where he keeps showing that he's like uniquely gifted and uniquely focused in -hmm. like making himself better and then the, it was like shinso wasn't a handicap at all shinso was like he he was the 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 uh, uh the ace up the sleeve yeah and i love uh what did what did he say and in fact th- th- i could i could consider this maybe not a battle cry but um <laughs> like my my favorite quote was when that beast guy um he was great was a, i love that character beast I, I hope he shows up again. Yeah. But when Apaka Beast was saying, um, like, if he's, if this is him, like, saying he's really far behind, he's really freaking scary. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was the closest thing I got to a battle cry where he's like, he's like, Shinso, you're scary. 
Like <laughs> you think you're behind, but you're like, he's like, you're a real threat. That was cool. Uh, I also liked that subtle scene that felt like it didn't come from a kid's show where the three uh, opponents, uh, I guess class B all mm-hmm. gave each other code names so that they, they would know whether or not they were being talked to by uh, Shinso. Yeah. Like they're like, my true name is blank and whatever. And then uh, in the moment, in the excitement, Apocalypse Beast just forgot. It. Like he just responded <laughs> to that one anyway. <laughs> yeah. And then when, you know, the, the scene, gosh, that when he's being like, uh, when that dude with the scales, I, I can't remember his name. Dude, his power was freaking cool. I yeah, also loved his design. Scales. Yeah, that, this was like it was hardening, and then he could also fire him. Uh, it actually yeah. reminded me of a monster from Monster Hunter called Seregios, who basically had the exact same ability. And it almost makes me think: is that a thing from like Japanese mythology? Because Monster Hunter has a lot of that stuff. And every once in a while, I'll, I'll see that there's a Monster Hunter or a, a, a Monster Hunter monster and some character in an anime that are going off of the exact same playbook. And I'm like, that must be something they got over there that I just haven't <laughs> seen over here. To me, it reminded me of um, Spike <clears throat> from X-Men. That that dude who like can grow spike, 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 spikes out of his body. I'm not familiar them. with this character at all. Oh. I don't remember I this remember guy. Which X, I, don't, I can't remember which X-Men cartoon it was in. I just remember seeing him. It was probably like Static Shock era. Not that, you know. Oh, gotcha. That where it was different, like. Different universes. Wolverine but. and the X-Men. Like that kind of era. Maybe. Here, let's see. I mean, you don't have to look it up. Yeah, I mean, it's. it's, it's I believe you. Means I nothing. believe you that this existed. I just don't remember it. But yeah. Uh, anyway, you were saying about that guy before I just went off on a tangent. Oh, when he was, um, I just, I I loved the scene when he was trying to get his attention and he was just being like, Hey, Hey, no, it's me. A Paga beast. No, look around, turn around. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I'm not falling for that again. Oh, wait a second. Oh, good. It didn't send you the picture. Sick URL, bro. (laughs) Oh, I remember this guy. Yeah. yeah, he's like, uh, isn't he in somehow related to Marrow? Oh, I don't even remember. Marrow was in uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Mm, I believe you. Uh, similar, I don't know, similar like little design with the bones coming out the back. I think that's just a thing that he do. He, I, I don't think he normally has that going on. Oh, well, those are most of the pictures. And Marrow looks very similar. Even similar haircut. Hmm. Anyway. Um, yeah. What were we talking about? My Hero. Yeah, it was just kind of, you know, th- this scene was kind of like an, an exhibition with yeah. maybe traces of character development that might be important later. I, I do kind of wonder that this is a thing that shonen anime end up doing because they have to time the time to do it. They feel like maybe they should where they're like setting mm. up the power level and the abilities of all these characters before we start taking things seriously, you know? So it's like, well, you know yeah. what this person can do. So you, you can gauge the level of danger effectively, 
But the yeah. bad thing with a lot of shonen is that they then just end up pulling things out of nowhere anyway and have Deus Ex Machina's despite that. So it kind of makes it like, well, that was a waste of time. That's what makes me like hesitant to hesitant to assume that it isn't necessarily not a waste of time. It's like this could just be filler anyway. So who yeah. knows? I'm, I'm I'm ready to focus on one of the other storylines, which maybe we will get to one because I'm pretty sure the next one is going to uh, involve uh, Deku in some capacity, the next skirmish or something. Yeah, I didn't watch the trailer for I I, I usually don't just because I like I like going in blind. But yeah. You. Yeah. I have a feeling they're going to do that thing where it's like, all right, now that you've seen one of them, we're going to rapid fire the other ones. Yeah. I kind of hope that they do that. I, I hope that they do that rather than, all right, next episode, next skirmish. Deal yeah. with it. Like it was, it was kind of fun when it was a tournament and we were kind of getting the main characters introduced using the tournament. But this feels like a tournament arc that is just going to tread previous ground like it's it's cool getting introduced to class 1b but i'm not entirely sure what even their significance is i I, i'm sold on the significance of shinso but yes yeah and it's like i'm it's it's cool and it's fun seeing you know all the characters and like how far they've grown and you know like the the different abilities that they've picked up over the years or whatever but yeah it's like I I feel like I feel like this should have been like a like maybe like a different show like a spin-off thing if anything if it yeah. even in this <clears throat> Yeah, I I I I feel that. So but that's a really expensive spin-off show that goes nowhere and that's yeah. the problem. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Not much to say about it, yeah. honestly. I didn't get much from it. Yeah, it was fun, but especially after the like last two episodes were just like excellent from start yeah. to finish. This kind of felt like, oh, we're still here, huh? And there's the credits. All right. Well, yep. I uh, guess guess that's the end of that one. Hmm. I don't have much else to say. I mean, we covered everything, right? Yeah. Yep. All four. Well, I think I think my my favorite thing I watched this week was definitely Nomad, but it makes me so scared. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I'm excited. I'm, 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 I'm excited for the next episode, regardless of like what the outcome is. You just want people to die, you scumbag. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I think there was something I had in mind I wanted to talk about more in relation to Back Arrow, but I was honestly caught off guard by your apathy towards it because it felt like it was like <laughs> it, it was like suddenly the the ignition was finally turned on. It's like the car started and you could hear the engine rumbling for once. So I was thinking we were going to be like going back and forth on there. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. It almost makes me think, oh, am I just really desperate for this to get going? 
<laughs> and it's just like any movement. The the car just was popped into neutral and is rolling down the hill. And Tim's it's, like, yeah, yeah, full speed ahead, baby. <laughs> That's all it is. I hope not. I, I hope that you're wrong. But I, the fact that we didn't sync up on this makes me really worried. <laughs> We'll we'll see what the next episode brings now that it's a different show. I swear to God, um, if it just goes back into the malaise, I'm just gonna I'm just I, I don't know. I say I feels like episode, I say that every time. The whole episode focuses on grandpa. <laughs> I swear to God, I will break something. If if I if it has to focus on him, I bet he's gonna be in there. He's gonna be involved he because the doctor just died saving his life, and it's like you worthless. <laughs> you just dead weight. Oh no, we're making the worst possible episode. <laughs> anyway, guess guess we'll see y'all next time. Don't don't yeah. kill people. <laughs> That's my favorite one. It's the best. No, 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 it wasn't that. It was killing people is bad. People is bad. That's what it was. It's like really, really getting to the core of the issue. Good old, good old Taiju old boy. Oh, it never fails. See y'all next time. <laughs> <laughs>